Presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Thirty years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach. Watson Brown and Young Guns, Billy Derrick and Michael Sender. And now, here's your host, George Blaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in. You know, I ought to say welcome to Seattle because that's the kind of weather we're getting right now. And according to the long range forecast, all of this rain may keep happening Saturday, another dose of it several times next week. A lot of rain making up for lost time. Let's go up to the plateau Get this started. Say hello to Coach Watson Brown. Watson, have you all had a bunch as well? Yep. I had to put life vest on up here, George. We're floating <laughs> around a little bit. Wow. Yeah, we got a bunch. That's rough. Yep. I don't know if it's as bad as life vests uh, in Nashville, but it's uh, it's pretty bad. I haven't seen the sun. When's the last time you saw the sun, George? Nixon administration. <laughs> <laughs> we need, we need, uh, here comes the sun. What? You know that you know that song? Oh yeah. You need to play that whenever it comes know out. It, know it and know it well. We got a great show for you today. My old buddy and the retired Houston Chronicle sports writer John McLean will join us at 420. He knows Amy Strunk a whole lot better than we do. And so we'll ask him, is this out of character for her? Is this in line with things he's seen before? This whole firing of John Robinson, we'll uh, we'll get with John at 420. Let's check in with Terry McCormick and see what late info he may have on this whole thing. Terry, how are you? I'm doing well, George. How are you? Good. I, I don't get the feeling that Jacksonville coming to town is nearly as interesting 
right now is this whole soap opera. Anything new, anything you're hearing? Not on that front. Uh, everybody seems to say that it was a complete surprise to them, uh, the way that it came down and, the, and not only the way that it came down, but just the timing of it in general. Uh, usually general managers are dismissed uh, at the conclusion of a season. Uh, most of the time, if one is let go during the season, it's because the team is having a horrendous year. If they are, if the Titans were two and ten, maybe we would understand this, but uh, certainly not seven and five and leading the division. So it certainly has surprised a lot of folks. The quarterback situation in Jacksonville for this week is up in the air. Uh, Trevor Lawrence sounds like kind of a 50-50. What do you think the Titans are preparing for? I think they have to prepare for Trevor Lawrence. I think you prepare for the offense in general. Trevor Lawrence uh, is starting to develop uh, the way that maybe they hoped he would. Uh, last year was kind of a lost year under Urban Meyer, and that's understandable uh, given what all transpired there last year. But under Doug Peterson, he's starting to blossom. Now, last week, notwithstanding when they were waxed at Detroit, he uh, he had put together a pretty good little string of games prior to that. If he can't go, George, uh, you know the uh, backup very well, C.J. Beathard. I do know him well. Uh, Battleground Academy stand out. And as I mentioned uh, yesterday or the day before, whenever it was, I hope CJ plays out of sight and I hope the Titans win. There you go. I do have one bit of piece, a little piece of interesting news. Talk to Racy McMath, you know, the wide receiver out of LSU that's entering his second year. He's poised to come back off injury reserve maybe as soon as Sunday's game. Uh, finally found out what the injury was that he had. We knew it was a hip injury, but he said that it was a fracture in the hip. Oh. So pretty yeah. tough go right there. So uh, he says that the injury is behind him now. It's been three months. So we'll see how it goes for Racy. Terry, any interesting comments from players? They get caught in the middle of all this crossfire. And yesterday, you know, it was open season on them. Anybody say anything of any use? Well, I talked to a few guys about it. Uh, some of the locker room leaders like Ryan Tannehill, Kevin Byer, Jeffrey Simmons. Tannehill had a pretty interesting comment about it. I asked him, you know, in light of this and then prior to that, the Todd Downing DUI, I said, are these distractions bothersome? And he said, you know, you don't want to say that they are, but they are. He said that, you know, they do kind of, you know, creep into the locker room and guys talk about it and it can, it can turn your attention away from the task at hand. So that's something the Titans are going to have to try and deflect this week, but it won't be easy. Uh, Kevin Byard said, you know, very grateful to John Robinson for all that he had done. In fact, other than Taylor Lewan, every player in that locker room was either drafted by John Robinson signed by John Robinson or acquired by John Robinson. So his fingerprints are all over this football team and this organization. So there's naturally going to be some trickle down effect that's uh, going to be on this football team going forward, especially this week with it being so fresh. Yeah, absolutely. Terry, good report as always. We'll uh, do it again tomorrow. All right. See you guys. Terry McCormick with the very latest on what is going on through his daily Titans update.
Yes, sir. And uh, it has been brought to you by the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. The Justin Tucker team, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. Also, Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. Now with two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville and also online at SumnerFuneral.com. All right, let's get into today's update. We start in the, as I scroll up here, NFL. According to a report, Washington Commanders owner Daniel Snyder permitted and participated in the team's longtime toxic work culture. He obstructed a 14-month congressional inquiry by dodging a subpoena working to dissuade and intimidate witnesses from cooperating and claiming more than 100 times in testimony that he could not recall answers to basic questions. It was a 79-page report. It also came down hard on the NFL, uh, saying that they were complicit in Snyder's efforts by not cooperating with the congressional inquiry. So a messy situation gets even messier. Watson, we have known what Daniel Snyder is for some time. Uh, he's not fit to be an owner in the National Football League or, frankly, for that matter, any other league. What is really disturbing to me is the way the NFL will get in bed with him and help him in, in all of this. I don't get it. George, they do it with everybody, though, all 32 of them. It's like this little core family that we all stick together. I haven't seen the commissioner go after anybody till he nearly has to. Uh, so I, <laughs> to me, it's the norm, not the exception. Don't you think we're getting close to the have to oh, yeah. I, oh, piece no, of this? Why, yes, absolutely we are. Absolutely we are. And that's why I keep anxious, anxiously awaiting, see what he does, how he handles this. And uh, he sure hasn't done anything yet. No. It's Can the we... same thing, George, with with everything. I mean, the, the DUI, well, the legal handling with our offensive coordinator. What's happened? Nothing. Just like yeah. it did, like it never happened. And I just don't think that's a good thing. I do not think that's a good thing. Yeah, agree. Moving on, another sort of a non-sports on the field situation. Brittany Griner uh, has been freed. Russia has freed Griner in a prisoner exchange that brings her back to the United States after almost 10 months' detention. The swap carried a heavy price, though, and it left behind Paul Whelan an American jailed for nearly four years in Russia. So uh, she's uh, she'll be back in the U.S. I think in 24 hours. So sometime yeah. tomorrow, I think. Yeah, Watson. I think all of us are happy that her piece in this thing that this is played out for a happy ending. But I got to admit, earlier today, I was thinking about the Paul Whelan situation and his family. Hmm. Oh, absolutely. This is a Marine, and. Uh... I just, I don't know. You got, got to do something. And then these things are always bittersweet, George, because it seems like what we have to give up to get one of our people back, this guy we gave him back, boy, is he is he bad news. I mean, he's killed a lot, a lot of people that we just sent back to Russia. And so it's bittersweet. They always are. This one's no different. But I don't know how in the world you leave Waylon over there. Like it's been four years, 
and got to do something. This this is one of our Marines, man, and they claims he's a spy. Uh, there's no proof of that whatsoever. Uh, you know, it's no different than what they claim Brittany did. I don't know that there's proof that she did have it. I think she did own up to it, but she may have had to. Uh, we don't know till we, we get her back, but it's just bittersweet. It's, it's, we bring somebody back. Everybody is very important, but to give this guy up and all, all that he's done, all the weapons he's sold and tried to kill Americans, man, that's hard for me to take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's look, this is a messy deal and I'm happy that she's back here. But there are some pieces to this that are that I don't really want to get into. This no, evening. we don't want to. Because I, there, I don't know if there is a good answer to these. There things. isn't. No, I, I was just going to say that, and this was probably going to be messy, no matter how it went down. So moving right along, let's move on from that. Uh, George Marcus Mariota has been benched uh, by Arthur Smith, the two former Titans there, uh, and they've inserted Desmond Ritter, and it comes after the Falcons have lost four out of their last five games, and they while scoring more than 20 points just once in that stretch. So Ritter over Mariota. So the Arthur Smith Falcons are learning what we've learned. Marcus is a great guy, and he's not a very accurate thrower. It's just, it is what it is. And I think there's a piece now. You draft a guy that high, you're falling apart. You're not going to win the division. Uh, put him in there and see what he can do. Um uh, that way they'll know to release Marcus Mariota or not off yeah. of how this young man plays here in the next few weeks, I'd say. Another guy that could play tonight is Baker Mayfield uh, as they play uh, Las Vegas uh, tonight. John Walford, who's listed as questionable with a neck injury, uh, they're going to see if he can go. If not, Mayfield's going to play tonight. So, Watson, he's been a Ram for two days. Now, he's a veteran. He's been around a lot of football. But how much could they teach him in two days, honestly? So much of the NFL is taught the same, George. They all run together, kind of. The differences is terminology. So, you know, how much can he get? And I would think they would cut it 10 pass patterns. And in two days, he could learn 10 pass patterns, maybe eight pass patterns or something. Once the patterns run, a lot of it's taught the same way, but the terminology and it, and the NFL terminology is very wordy. You see them all with the wristbands on. It's because they can't, they can't remember all that's said in those <laughs> through their helmets. So they have to read it off of there. They'll say number five. And then he just reads number five off of it. And, and uh, so he can get through that. But when the ball snapped, where is he? But they had to have somebody. I thought it was a great pickup. I would have gone after Baker too. And the, I mean, Stafford's gone for the year, George. What the heck? He's sitting there, grab him. I would have done that. And I think that's a good place for Baker to go. Still get a chance to prove he's worth a little bit down the stretch here. Last story. Last story. Jason Garrett has emerged as a candidate at Stanford. Uh, also, Sacramento State coach Troy Taylor. Those are the two finalists, according to Pete Thamel. Uh, Stanford has completed the final round of interviews, and a decision is expected in the coming days. What do you think, Garrett? I think he be careful what you wish for. I don't think Stanford's a good job right now. I think it's hard to get athletes in there. They're not going to cheat. They're probably not going to get 
deep well when I say they're not going to cheat. What is cheating anymore? Well, everybody, everybody's doing it. No. Watson, it's not the, a good job right now. No, no. Uh, for some reason, it really fell off for a while there. It was he did a uh, Shaw did a great job with it. I mean, two rose bows, one two rose bows, one two sun bows. I mean, he he got it going pretty good. Uh, I just not sure he or Stanford's willing to spend the money on this NIL stuff you got to do. Yeah. The cheating in today's game, guys, is getting to these kids before they go to the transfer portal. That's the cheating. And there's tampering. a ton of it going on. The amount of money you spend on them is not cheating anymore, but tampering with them before they put their name in the transfer. Put your name in, I'm going to give you $2 million. And uh, that's the cheating that I hear coaches telling me that's going on. Okay, after the break, I want to say this right. Texas Sports Hall of Famer. I love the ring to it. My buddy John McLean will join us. This will be fun. We'll get into all of what has gone on this week with him. So stick around. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. 
Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Well, this is fun stuff. People ask me all the time, do you and John McClain still talk? And the answer is, of course we do. Uh, Obviously not as often as we used to when we were on together every week, but this guy is an important piece of my sports talk life. He has recently retired from the Houston Chronicle. I'll get him to talk about a little, little bit of that here in a few minutes. But he also couple couple three years ago was inducted into the ten, into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Maybe we'll get him in Tennessee's before it's all over. Let's go down to Houston and say hello to John McClain. How are you? Guys, I'm doing great. How are you? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. It is good to hear your voice. Uh how big a thrill was that for you? For what, going to Texas Sports Hall of Fame is the second. Well, you know, let me tell you, I went to Pro Football Hall of Fame in 06, and that's the greatest honor anybody covers the NFL could get. And I thought it would never get better than that. And then when I was told, I got a call and said that I was going into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame as only the second media class in the history of our state. That means I would have been one of the 16. I came inside and I told my wife, Carol, and uh, I said, it's the greatest honor I've ever had. And she said, it's not as big as the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I said, you're not from Texas. You under, wouldn't understand. <laughs> and then I went out back on my patio, sat down, started thinking about my late father and the role he had played, how proud he'd have been. And I started crying like a baby. So that's how big it was. I know the feeling. Uh, John, you know the whole Adams family better than just about anybody you've imparted a lot of that wisdom on me over the years um does this what went on a couple of days ago does this seem out of character for amy strunk it does amy adam strunk who is wildly popular with the fans there and the fans here because so many of the ex Oilers who live here constantly praising Amy for the things she has done for them, including that annual reunion. She had one here too before the pandemic. So it's like Amy Adams Strunk can't do any wrong. And then when it came out, I was on my radio show here and they have a little bell that rings if the Texans have an announcement and they rang the bell and I'm like, okay, what did the Texans do? And they said, well, since you spend so much time in the media, in Nashville, this is going to be a shocker to you. And I'm thinking, could Vrabel have been fired? And then when they told me it's John Robinson, you know, if you'd have told me people in the NFL were going to be fired on that day, I wouldn't put John Robinson in the thousand. 
and the timing of it. I know people think, well, GMs this time of year, they don't do anything but watch the waiver wire. That's not true. They're getting ready for the draft and free agency. You have your college scouts come in, you meet. You have your pro scouts come in, you meet. You rely on a lot of people around you. And so I can't find anybody that can tell me exactly why Amy fired John, who did a terrific job. We may never know. We don't know if she told John. I talked to a couple of former GMs and said, when Bud fired me, I never heard from Bud. So we don't know. John will bounce back. He walks away with a lot of money. It wouldn't surprise me. And it's hard for general managers to get second jobs. It wouldn't surprise me if John doesn't end up with back at New England with Bill Belichick or working with former Patriot people who are now GMs like Nick Casario in Houston. We'd love to have John down here. Uh, He came from Tampa Bay where he worked with Jason Light, who'd been in New England. And then Ziegler, David Ziegler, the new GM of the the, uh, Las Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniels, they know John very well. He could end up with one of them. And so I think it's very interesting when a team's going to win the division third year in a row. John has done a tremendous job. John did some charities with me for the shin muscular dystrophy, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate him doing that. And I know he'll bounce back. And then the Titans will move on. You know, you did winning this division is not hard. It's one of the worst divisions I've ever seen. It's been bad off and on for a long time. But when you get a playoff game at home, you get one there in Nashville, you never know. Derrick Henry might rush for 200 yards and secondary intercept a couple passes and they pull an upset before they go on the road. And as they showed a few years ago, when they won in the cold and the wind and the snow in Kansas city, anything is possible in the playoffs because you got a great coach in Brable and you got a great running back. And at that time of year, it's usually about the running games when you got that cold weather. John, Vrabel has turned into what I think is one of the top five coaches in the league. But I'm not believing for a minute his story that, you know, he didn't know anything about it. And the first he knew was he was informed that a change would be made. You know her well. You honestly think she did this without Vrabel's pushing? Absolutely. I When I talked to you, I didn't know, and I've checked that out with some people. Nobody knew it was coming, including Mike. Mike had been handpicked by John to be the head coach. They knew each other from New England. You know, at the time, Mike was coming off a season as defensive coordinator of the Texans, and they were awful. But a lot of people thought Mike would be a great head coach, and I think he does more with less than anybody in the NFL. And people want to say, oh, Grable, you know, Grable, Grable. Grable <laughs> backstabbed him. I'm showing my age. I wasn't even alive when Betty Grable was big. And uh, so the people are trying to look for a reason that makes sense. And there's a lot of coaches and GMs that have problems and their marriages break up. But I, I know, and I fully believe this, Mike was not involved. And it's not like he's going to get final say now over personnel. He's not. You know, whether Ryan Crack job. I have no idea what his relationship is with Amy. Um, have no, no idea. And he may never have had anything dealings with her because that's usually the head coach and the general manager and the team president on the other side of the organization. And I am confident because the Titans are in a 
good place if you think back to injuries they've overcome and the players they could get back. And the most preposterous thing I've seen about all this, she fired him because of the A.J. Brown trade. It was the timing. She didn't fire him because A.J. Brown. Three years from now, he could have blown out his knees twice. Burks could be just like A.J. Brown was when he was drafted in the second round. Right now, it's a terrible trade. But anybody's been in this business for a long time, and Watson, you know this because you've been in it a long time. You can't judge things three years down the road based on what's happening right now. But before Watson talks, John, you got to admit, there are windows in this league, and the Titans were in their window, which makes the A.J. Brown trade look worse. That's true. It does make the A.J. Brown trade look worse right now, especially since Philadelphia is the best team in the league. Good chance to go to the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts could be the MVP, and Brown would play a role in that. And, you know, to, to me, everybody will say this is crazy because, and I say this because you don't know how Burks is going to turn out, the Isaiah Wilson draft pick to me, was the worst decision because that guy, he's one of the worst picks in the history of the National Football League. You wonder, well, why couldn't they have found out something like that? But uh, right now, you know, if A.J. Brown goes to the Super Bowl, he'll be asked about the Titans and the trade all the time, and we'll see how he responds to it. But he's got to feel really happy to be go there and go with a team that has a great running game and a great passing game with a great young quarterback and Jalen Hurts, who I do believe is going to be the MVP, and those two can play together for a long time. Watson, did you all cross paths when you were in Houston? I don't think so. I knew of John, uh, all of all, not just in Houston, but through all the years. And, and John, thanks for coming on. I was my in pleasure. Houston. I was in Houston, John. Uh, I went to Rice when they had lost thirty-six straight conference games in uh, nineteen. I'm trying to think the year. 1984, and uh, was at Rice as the AD and the coach for two years before I came back to my alma mater, Vanderbilt. The thing that I can't figure out, John, uh, about John, John, is to time it. Why in the world? What do you gain? Uh, I know it's the college way right now. They want to let them go in the middle of the year, but that's the head coach that's running the football team. Why? What possible positive could Amy have thought letting him go with with five weeks left to go in the season I can't I just don't see a positive there there's no positive nobody can fathom that and she had her reasons and it may not have had anything to do with football she may think well Mike Brabel and and Ryan Cowden can handle this for the rest of the season and maybe Cowden keeps the job and they don't hire another GM and uh but it makes no sense because the timing. Usually you wait till after the season and then you do it because right now it works hardships on, on parts of the organization because John was the boss over the personnel department. And so people are having to switch. People are moving around. But it'll be interesting what happens. Uh, I would think the best they could do is pull an upset at home in the uh, when they play the first playoff game there win that game, lose on the road, no shame in that considering the players they've lost because of injuries, the A.J. Brown trade. But uh, right now they're very fortunate that the rest of the division is is pathetic. John, it's been talked up here a bunch that she didn't, she wasn't being told about a lot of the different uh, 
uh, transactions that were going on. I can't imagine an owner sitting back and just waiting, never being told and just keep putting up with it and wouldn't have nipped that in the bud really quick. It was like talking about AJ Brown. She would have to know about that. Wouldn't she, John? I mean, you've been around these NFL franchises forever. How in the world do you make that big a move with that amount of money and, and not the owner, not know it. You don't. That's why I'll guarantee Well, I would think that, uh, but if that was the case, she would have been mad back then and uh, not waited till now. In my mind, something happened between the two of them. We may never know. Could it be that Amy felt disrespected by something John did or did not do or said? And I hate speculating because I don't have any idea. All I'm pretty sure of, based on everything I've been told by people in the know, Mike Vrabel did not do anything to get John Robinson fired. And he knows right now they're trying to win the division, which they will. They're trying to end the, enter the playoffs on a high note, which they hope to do. And they got a lot of issues around there involving personnel. And so, uh, you know, maybe it's – we may not – we may not see them be better or worse than we thought with John Robinson there, but man, it sure has created a lot of turmoil, a lot of controversy. People around the NFL are talking about it because nobody has an answer about why it happened. The only person that can answer it is Amy Adams Strunk. And based on her statement, I'm guessing she's never going to say the real reason. Yeah, it, it looks that way. What I think, John, it's not fair to Mike is to Amy not come out and say Mike had nothing to do with this because human nature makes you think Mike did have or didn't try to stop it or whatever. He's sitting there and just to catch him cold and didn't know anything about it. That's not human nature. So everybody around here, I think, thinks Mike didn't try to stop it or whatever. If that is true, that Mike had nothing to do with this and shocked him, I really think Amy could help him by just saying Mike Vrabel had nothing to do with this. Well, I've never seen anybody do that in my 47 years covering the NFL because then people go, oh, Mike could have had something to do with it. I didn't realize that. And <laughs> owners just don't do that. I know. You know they, and she can't – she doesn't want to say anything – negative about whatever it was about John because he was loyal. He did a good job. He uh, took over. You know, I think other the GMs before him were fired and now he's been fired. And I think the last two or three have had winning records. And uh, so I, I don't think she would come out and say that. Maybe later if she's doing a long interview with somebody in training camp or she agrees to do one. And then she decides she could say in an interview like that, Mike had nothing to do with it. Mike, I told Mike after I made my decision, but uh, uh, yes, it is very, that's why it's so unusual at this time of year. You don't see GMs getting fired during the season. And if you do, it's one that usually has a terrible record and they want to get rid of him so they can start looking at other because you can't do interviews with agents or general managers without it leaking. And if it leaks while you got a guy who's working, that makes you look terrible. And that's not going to be the case here. Well, and that is exactly what's going on in college football. <laughs> uh, they're letting these coaches go so they can get a head start and talking to other people through agents and, and all that. And they don't want to make it look like they're going behind their coaches back. 
and talking to somebody. And you that that very well might be too, John. The other thing I've brought up that I wondered about was the locker room. Um, this team was the number one seed a year ago, disappointing at the end of the year, had a whole bunch of people back, were, were picked to win the division again and to be a really good football team. And then right before, right in the spring, right before they get ready to do their spring work, they trade A.J. Brown right before the draft. And I wondered if that didn't, that wouldn't go over well in the locker room because those guys in there want to win. And they think they've got a Super Bowl contender here. And you just take our second best, if not our best player with, with Derrick Henry and trade him right before we get started here that there wouldn't be a locker room issue. And then when they get clobbered by the Eagles and lost to the Bengals in kind of an upset, I thought is an upset the week before, and then clobbered by the Eagles with A.J. Brown going nuts in the game that she might have thought the locker room's had enough. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to settle everything down here and, and, and get rid of John. Is that a possibility? Everything's a possibility, but I don't buy that, Watson, with all due respect. The locker room, of course, they didn't like that trade. No veteran, no rookie, nobody would like a trade of a player like this. But they, as they always say, it's business. They, people come and people go, and your veterans step up. Mike Vrabel steps up. The coordinators and position coaches, they do their jobs. They've lost two in a row to better teams that are better than them. Titans offense, passing game's not good. That People have shut down Derrick Henry the last two. The defense has put them where they are right now. They're mentally tough. If this team was divided in the locker room over A.J. Brown, I don't think you would see them pulling out close games, defense overcoming and a poor performance by the offense. Uh, I think that team is, is well put together. Uh, as far as the right personalities for culture, culture's attitude, as you well know. You want to have the guys who have the right attitude, who don't complain, but nobody would like that kind of move. Nobody in their right mind, at least. Yeah. And, and, and the last thing to me, John, is I think Mike has just done a great job. And Mike's style, I, I, I say it around here all the time, they're going to win the division. They're 6-0 and against teams with a losing record. They're one in five against teams with a winning record. That doesn't look good as you go into the playoffs. But the playoffs, as you well know, it's a one-game winner-take-all, and the style they play shortens games. Uh, must one mistake can beat you. I think there's a bunch of teams that don't want to mess with the Titans in that kind of style that they play. And uh, if they just get healthy here, Win the games they should. They've got two left against Jacksonville and one more with Houston. Uh, so they 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 should come out no worse than ten and seven. I don't I don't look at it as I think they got a great chance to win that first game at home just because of the style Mike plays and uh, and the toughness that his teams play with. That really shows when you get down the stretch in a one game deal. It does, and it's showed a lot of times this year when they haven't played well on offense and the defense has bailed them out. Uh, they've done, I think, overall a good job. And it's, you know, you're supposed to beat the bad teams. You know, they're like the bullies that rock around on the beach, kicking sand on Houston and Jacksonville and Indianapolis. And and I hope, based on everything they've been through this year, and I'm a big Vrabel fan, really liked Mike when he was here. People here would say, yeah, can't you send Vrabel back here? 
And I tell him, I, no, he's not going anywhere because they like him and Amy loves him. And so because of Mike, he's a great coach. He's got a good staff. They're capable of winning games like that. And as far as being able to win a big game on the road, then I don't think they have enough playmakers on offense to go one, Derrick Henry. I know if I was an opponent, I'd put eight people up on the line of scrimmage, and then I'd just dare Ryan Tannehill and those receivers and tight ends to catch the ball and beat me, anybody but Derrick Henry. Yep, I, I agree. I think okay, that's what's time. going on here the last three or four weeks. People – some know, some don't, that in retirement, you're working for this mythical figure, Matt, Mattress Mac. <laughs> Tell us 45 seconds about this guy that we wouldn't know if we didn't hear from you. I retired from the Chronicles so I could collect my pension, start doing commercials on my radio show, and I do. I write three times a week for the radio station, Texans flagship, do three podcast and Mac called me and I thought he wanted to take me to lunch because I'd retired and he said I got away I think I make a lot of money I said you already got a lot of money he won 15 million gambling on Kansas winning the NCAA tournament and he has a monstrous furniture store he gives so much to charities everybody here knows him and loves him and I'll give you a great example He's been here since 1981. He started with a store with three people. Right now he has 350 working at one time. And he's on radio and TV constantly. But last night I got him to come to the Lombardi banquet where I was making a presentation. And he got up and introduced the four. And then he announced Will Anderson Jr. is the winner. And then they announced, they said, while we're having dinner, if anybody wants any of the pictures with the people at that table, come on up. And I said, oh, my. God, people are going to bug you to death. He had more people wanting his picture than all the Lombardi people combined. Mattress Mac. Uh, website's no. gallerysports.com. It's free, free, free. No paywall. It's free. 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 John, it's great talking to you, man. Hey, George Watson, thank you guys very much. Keep up the great work. And, uh, and I don't know that we'll ever know the real reason John Robinson was fired. He may not know. Amy may not have told him, just may have said, hey, I'm going to make a change. Thanks and uh, good luck. And and uh, hopefully someday we'll find out, but we might not. You take care down there. Appreciate you doing this. Thank Thanks, you. John. He, he's a great one. Man. I think he was going to say Merry Christmas. <laughs> I think he was too. Uh, he's, he, he's one of the all-time favorites that I've ever worked with. We'll come back and react to what he put out there next on Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com.
at WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. We pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Make no mistake, when John McClain put out what he put out on the show, my jaw dropped. Uh, I have, if if what he is saying is true and Vrabel had nothing to do with it, Watson, that then brings your question even more in there that she needs to exonerate Vrabel because I don't think anybody in this city believes he wasn't involved in it in some form or fashion. Well, I don't believe it. I, I don't believe he wasn't involved in it in some form or fashion. I don't believe he was involved in firing him. But I, the, the so question they asked Mike, to me it is because the question they asked Mike, did you know that he was getting fired? He said, no, I did not. The question to be asked, did you know they were having issues? Have you been involved in issues they've been having? 
Have there have there been issues between you all, all three of you, just Amy? And that's the question that I think needs to be asked to Mike. It's one thing to say, I didn't know he was getting fired. It's another to say, well, yeah, I knew there's there's been quite a few things that have gone down here that hadn't gone over well. Now I would say he would say, well, gotta get let's talk about the game, or I don't think he'd answer the question, but that's that's a complete different question to me, George. It's it, it's yeah, I didn't know he was she was firing him today. I had no idea. She hadn't told me that. But that doesn't mean that he didn't know there were issues that it didn't shock him that he was fired because of issues they've been having. And uh, I don't know what those issues are. I, I have no clue. Uh, uh, speculation is usually dangerous, but, but that's what we have to do because we got nothing else to do but that because we don't get much information. But George, to do that, I still say, to do it when she did it, there's something there. There's more than just, ah, I'm just going to let him go. Nobody knows it but me, but I'm going to let him go. That's a little hard for me to believe. So if, if that happened at the end of the season, I could accept that. But with it right in the middle of the year, when that does affect the football team and the players and the locker room, this locker room has, where I disagree with John, all NFL players are no different than college players, no different than high school players. They're human beings. And a locker room can get affected on all oh, levels. Sure can. And Mike may be good at controlling it, but they've dealt with a DUI with their offensive coordinator in one week and fired the GM the next. It's been a rough couple of weeks in that locker room now as far as distractions, change, and and, and talking about things other than the Cincinnati Bengals and the, and the Philadelphia Eagles, George. And so to do this when she did, to me, this is a big deal. Something went down, and it would be hard for me to believe that Mike didn't know some of the issues that were going on. So have you at all changed your tune? When I first came out that Amy needs to say something, I didn't get the feeling you were as strong on that as I was. Have you? Has your tune changed at all on this? Uh, what, what I said was, She's not going to do it. I didn't say she shouldn't. <laughs> I said she's not going to do yeah. it. And I said because nobody in the NFL does it. They none of them do. They just they just shut their door. And say I'm not answering any of y'all's questions. Leave me alone. I own this business. I can do whatever I want with it. And and uh, that's what I said all along. She knows Mike's catching grief. I have been in one of these at one of the places I left. And I I got in the middle of one of these type things that things were being said about me that weren't true. I would love for my boss to have come out and said, no, that is not what went down at all. And never did, would not. Um, but I don't, I, if, if I'm her and I'm listening to my coach catch some grief, through nationally catching some grief. Yeah. I, I think if I was her, I would just want to nip that in the butt and defend him and say, no, I walked in and told Mike that's the first time he knew about me letting him go. But I still say that's not Mike answered that truthfully. He didn't know she was going to let him go. But for him to not know there's been rift going on between the two and, and maybe he's trying to be the mediator between it, who knows? behind the scenes. 
but he'd have to know there's been some issues for it to be this big a deal to let a man go right in the middle of a season. As the world turns, I guess that's a soap opera anymore, is it? I don't think so. But Watson, George, you guys have have obviously been alive longer than I have and have experienced more Titans. Titans. Watson's (laughs) been alive longer than anybody I know. Yeah, that's that's true. But, (laughs) you know, for the Titans, is, is this the most dramatic firing of a coach or a GM they've had? You think uh, no. you're talking about the Titans? Yeah. No, no, they let a coach go not long ago. And I mean, See, it goes on all the time. I don't know if there is a dramatic Floyd. To me, the, we wouldn't even be dramatic. talking about this this much if it wasn't when it happened, Billy. Right. Me. Yep. That's yeah. that's the piece. It's not letting him go, it's when they let him go to me. Floyd Reese's was very dramatic. It was on a Friday afternoon. I'll never forget it. My phone, which was a flip phone. They exploded. <laughs> Is that what killed it? <laughs> no, uh, it was many years later. But frankly, I'd have been better off if it had happened then. <laughs> uh, that one was that one was pretty dramatic. Jeff's deal. Um, now that I think about it, we all kind of knew what was coming. Um, this one sort of blindsided a lot. Well, a lot of people. I'm not surprised that it happened. At some point, but I was shocked that it happened Tuesday morning. Yeah, Watson hit it dead on. The fact that it's midseason. Yeah. yeah. That's the Crazy. whole deal. Okay. Watson, I want you to picture this. I can see what's going on in the Fowler household. I believe he's got his feet <laughs> propped up on a desk smoking a cigar. It's got the Christmas decorations up, too. That's what it looks like. Lee, uh, give me a thumbs up if that's true. <laughs> give me a thumbs up. Lee Fowler, Ron Bargatze, the college basketball insiders, for a good couple of segments in the 5 o'clock hour. But before that, stat of the day. You know what? We may bring Lee into stat of the day. I think he deserves that. This is Main Street Media Television. has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. Walmart Supply Chain is hiring in Lebanon. Earn up to $22.25 an hour when you join our new fulfillment center. Enjoy competitive pay and premium perks, including 100% paid college tuition. 401k match. Flexible schedules, a free Walmart Plus membership that includes discounts and free Paramount Plus, paid time off, and so much more. Fulfilling work starts right here. 
text JOIN to 240-240. That's JOIN 240-240 to apply now. When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel, urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad I couldn't work for almost a year, I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Hey everyone, I'm John English, this is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It's now time for Stat of the Day, and it is brought to you by John English Vintage Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. They are open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. Visit them online at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Call Eric at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. And we will have special guest Lee Fowler checking in for a stat of the day uh, today. And uh, we'll see what Michael's got uh, for us today, George, as I scroll through. And here we are. We are ready to go. There are 13 NFL head coaches that Tom Brady is older than. Can you name them? Oh, gracious. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And we'll wait on Lee. I don't think he's ready yet, but. Well, we'll start with Pete Carroll and Belichick. Okay. <laughs> those those are two we feel very comfortable are older. Well, the ones uh, right in our city, Vrabel. Well, now, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Wouldn't he be older Is than Mike? Vrabel, 46? Okay, by is. the way, let, let's, bring, let's bring Lee Fowler in 
he deserves coming in. after smoking his cig- cigar to be in on on stat of the day. Lee, how are you? I'm great, George. How are you guys? Good. So have you seen stat of the day before? I've not, but I've heard about it, and it and it's something that really intrigues me. Well, go for it, big fella. It's all yours. Oh, I have to ask the stat of the day? No, no you have no. to answer it. We have oh, good. Question. Okay. All there right. are 13 NFL coaches that Tom Brady is older than. Can you name them? Now, shame on Michael. I mean, we got a good thing about to happen. We can't take <laughs> that much time. We know Pete Carroll's one of them. We know Belichick is one of them. Uh, we no, that- that's it's the opposite, Brady. George. He's old. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh I was kidding. The younger guys. Oh, McVeigh, Shanahan. Oh, yeah. McVeigh, Shanahan. What's out that little Shanahan tree? Uh, Grind Green Bay. Daniel. Uh, the guy in Denver. There's four of them. Uh, it's sure not Andy Reid. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, You've certainly been a big help so far. Well, I'm telling you, that's not exactly my forte. I mean, I watch it, but I don't know much about ages. What would Saturday's age be? What would Saturday's age be? Is he older than 45? Saturday, I would think, would be right there. I'm going to say he's younger than Brady. Okay, look, for the sake of time here, let's go ahead and show people this answer okay here it is cliff kingsbury arthur smith zach taylor kevin stefanski nathaniel hackett matt lafleur brandon staley sean mcveigh mike mcdaniel kevin o'connell robert sala nick sirianni and kyle shanahan good lord i bet in the history of the league you've never been able to say that before it's a great question if we were stalling for time it would have been a great stall. Oh, you know what? That's I don't know, Lee. Back, you're not as old as me either, but you're not that far from it. No, I'm not sure George Blanda wasn't older than everybody in the league. That's right. That's right. There's no question about that, and probably older than the head of the NFL. I'm telling you, I'm probably the oldest man, older than ever head coach in the league. That's right. So let's get the question out of there, because I want people to see these guys. Well, we got to get to the five o'clock hour first. Oh, I, for God's sake! Brought we to can't, a, yeah, I mean, we can't miss out on that. By Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint, they combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere. Whether you've got a sports injury, sprained ankle, major joint replacement, they've got the staff training and equipment needed to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Visit them on the web at mtbj.net for more information. And as I said, that George, I think we have lost. Uh, Coach B momentarily. So, oh my goodness, this is a this is a tragedy. Well, okay, Coach- so on the right is Lee Fowler. As a lot of you know, Lee has had a storied career in athletics. No achievement higher than being my color <laughs> analyst at Memphis State. So you didn't. Were you smoking a cigar fifteen minutes ago? No, no, no. First of all, don't smoke. But I was chewing a cigar 15 minutes ago. <laughs> well, that's my funny. wife, you know, Carol would not allow that in the house if, if I was smoking. Right. But I don't, I don't smoke cigars, George. I just chew okay. them from time to time. Okay. I mean, do you get any great pleasure out of that? 
Well, I don't know. It kind of calms me down. I don't know what that, you know, it's from all the years of coaching and being an athletic director. <laughs> Watson probably has a few things that calm him down, but, but not yeah. cigars. Some of mine might not be legal, so we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you have a prescription, it's okay. <laughs> so let's speculate. Do we think Coach B knows how to use Zoom? No, I think we'll lose him three or four times today. Well, he was, we just had him, and then right when I, when I was doing the read, he, he left out. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it could have been late breaking info or something that uh, George while, while we're not started yet I wanted to mention something that's happening next week I uh, was going to get into that so oh, you you're going to get into that Middle Tennessee is having Vanderbilt's team along with coach B was the coach of that team back for their 50th anniversary Watson this is something that you've experienced 50 years from from the time we opened the old Murphy Center up is they're celebrating it on the same date they're playing Chattanooga this next Thursday night, December 15th. And we're all going back. Rod Freeman, Butch Fear, uh, Ray Maddox. Uh, and uh, we, we're going to have a big time. And they've got 12 of their players that played in the game. So it's, it's an exciting night. And we're all looking forward to it. That's neat. That's really neat, Bill. Yeah. Lee, isn't one of the, the most cool things the condition of that arena after 50 years, that place looks terrific. It really does. And I think that's, that kind of teaches you something about building something. It's out of glass. So it doesn't age and the rest of it's kind of concrete. And they change the seats in it from time to time, put in video boards, which I sell, of course, but they didn't buy them for me, but uh, they, they, <laughs> they, they have really done a good job and they're doing some new stuff in the next couple of years to renovate, some of the locker room space, football's moving out. And so they've done a great job of keeping up. And you have to at these arenas because everybody can't tear them down and build new ones for $2 billion, can they, Watson? No, they can't. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but some people can, but other uh, people can't. Oh, looky here. We have Coach B. Good afternoon. Coach, what happened to you? Uh, I was I was hoping for Watson to say something before I entered the contest here. Stat of the day. What's the hat, by the way? Pardon? What's the hat? Belmont. Belmont. Okay, I couldn't Belmont. tell. Well, I couldn't tell. There you go. Okay. So these guys have been with me on radio off and on for years, and they have incredible college basketball info. Let me start it like this. Coach B, are we not in an age right now where SEC basketball is approaching some of its best moments? No question about that. And, and that's all about some of the new teams in the league and the recruiting that the coaches are doing. And, uh, you know, one of, one of the great examples of that is, you know, a couple of years ago we talked about a junior at Cane Ridge High School by the name of Brandon Miller. And if you've watched any college basketball this year, you know that he's probably one of the top five or six freshmen uh, in the NCAA. Lee, chime in. Well, uh, yeah, and I think that, you know, the, there's a lot going on in college basketball, and and seems like to me the SEC has settled in, maybe because they have more money than other people have. but they've And it just in. means more. Yeah, well, it does. And 
they they have done a good job. They, you know, there's six new coaches in the league this year, and so you know, there's a lot going on in the SEC, but a lot of good teams. But as Ronnie will agree to, we don't really know a lot about some of them because they haven't played a lot of people yet. And some of them are eight and zero, and I think Missouri's eight and zero, but they play Kansas uh, their next game, so we'll know a little bit more about them. So it's early in the year, but I think a lot's going on. It's very positive. They've got six teams in the top twenty-five, which means they've got a strong showing early. It's been a while since anybody said that. So. This has always been a league that had a feel of Kentucky and everybody else. Lee, is it still Kentucky and then everybody else? I don't think it's it's them at the top, but it's definitely them with the recruiting classes they have. And, and they're always going to be the, the what you kind of judge everybody else on. And it happened in the ACC the same way, George, with North Carolina and Duke. And North Carolina struggling, Duke's. 15th in the country. So, so it's always the, the, the marquee teams in your league is how you judge the rest of the league as far as being a good year or a bad year. So Kentucky not being at the top of their league at this point, it's not a bad thing because there's plenty of time left, but there are a lot of good teams in the SEC and they're all catching up with Kentucky. And I think it's going to be a great year for the league and going to be a lot of people knocking each other off. So I think it's going to be a fun basketball season in the SEC. That's your cue, Coach B. Well, I, Lee's exactly right. And it, if you look at the records right now, that don't really mean that much. Look at Auburn's record so far. It's 8-0. and and uh, But you've got some teams like Kentucky that's played a very difficult schedule, have a couple of losses already. So it's going to be very interesting as we get out of the Christmas holidays and into the conference races. But I do think there's going to be tons and tons of what we would consider upsets by the standards of years gone by. But uh, that gap has been closed quite a bit. And I don't know. Do we know much about the the uh, depth of the injury to Brazil, the kid from uh, Arkansas? Because I thought they were my pick to win the league this year. But uh, I thought maybe he would be playing more. I mean, be healthy, but he's not right now. I don't know much about him, but I know they're a very good team. Uh, just to kind of mention things that are going on across the country and in the league, uh, George, I think that some of these veteran coaches that we know are very good coaches, and Watson know year after year after year they, they put great teams on the court. I think some of them are struggling this year simply because they call it the, uh, the, the transfer portal. <laughs> they have the portal disease because some of their guys, even though they fill in a gap like North Carolina did with the guy from, from another school, those guys don't know the system. They don't, you know, they already had three years being beat in their head about something else. And all of a sudden they're with a new team. So I think it's going to be late in the year before you really know who the really, really good teams are, because it's going to take a while for them to play together, especially against good competition to know what their team's made of. And everybody thinks six weeks of practice before, that doesn't always make it. These teams have to play because we have a whole lot more transfers on a lot of these teams, so they have to come together throughout the year. And the coaches, I mean, Krzyzewski, uh, Michigan State's coach, all these coaches have been coaching for years, and they always have these guys for four years. They beat them to death. They know what they should and shouldn't do 
every moment on the court. And all of a sudden they have guys out there that don't understand all that. So, so I think it's going to be a struggle for some of them. And I think it's something that, that gets them out of their comfort level, but it's definitely going to be a fun year because you're going to see some upsets and you're going to see some teams you think are really good right now that don't seem so good when they start playing like competition. Coach B, is it uh, reasonable to think that Tennessee could be a Final Four team? Uh, I don't know. It depends on what kind of backup point guard play they have. We think Ziegler, we know, is to me, he's really the big key to their team, and he really makes them run. And uh, I think if things fall into place, and, of course, we've got uh, uh, JJJ, who is – finished really strong last year and he's been hurt and but I think if he comes along and Ziegler can stay in games and play 35 minutes then I think they can beat anybody um Lee are you are you willing to say oh yeah if if some things break right they're a final four potential I think they have talent I, I just worry about their scoring ability when one of their guys isn't shooting well uh, I think they can rebound real well. You know, I think that Rick, and I love Rick. I tried to hire him at NC State once when Herb Sendak left, and he stayed at, at Texas. But I think that he is such a disciplinarian, and he's on him a lot, gets after him a lot. And I think, you know, he struggles, has struggled all the way through his career in the tournament. And I think by the time he gets to the end of the year, sometimes those guys kind of tune him out and – so, so that's why I think he struggles late in the season. And, but he's a great coach, great recruiter, and he does the right things for the kids. But sometimes and, – and Coach B knows other coaches that way, a few, in the, <laughs> a few in the SEC, that they are just so demanding all the time that sometimes that wears out as you move through a four- or five-month period. So, so I think that, that that and the ability to make shots – because they'll play people as big as them and tall as them and, and, and experience them as they get to the tournament. And that's a little bit tougher, but I think the SEC is going to make them all ready for the NCAA tournament this year with the competition they're going to have. Hey, Watson, did you notice that I left Vandy for you? Oh, aren't you sweet? <laughs> yeah, very special. Oh, I'm telling you. Why don't why don't we do this? Let's go to the break first, and then we'll turn this into the Watson Brown Hour. Oh, gracious. <laughs> like now, these two boys know way too much on me to turn it into a Watson Brown Hour. We're not, well, we're not going there. We're going to see how it works out when we come back. Ron Bargatze, Lee Fowler, College Basketball Insiders. First time we've had them on this year. Certainly will not be the last time. Stick around. We're coming back in a moment. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. 
I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Barner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com. There is a lot of good college basketball going on right now, even though a lot of folks have been you know, obviously in football mode this weekend, the only college game on the football level, of course, is the Army Navy Classic. We'll have the Heisman Trophy celebration. But until n- late next week with the bowl, it's now college basketball. Ron Bargatze, lower left-hand corner. Lee Fowler, lower right-hand corner. Way to go, Coach B. I like that. Watson, you want to tip your cap? And I'm in the top right-hand corner, George. Yes, you are. And I think people already do that. You leave me out. No, I didn't leave you. You leave me out all the time. No, I was was going to say. Left out of everything. I'm getting a complex. Here's the host of the show, Watson Brown. (laughs) 
that'll never happen. I would never let it happen. You've hosted it when I've gone on vacation. I've done that before and told you I'd never do it again. How did that work out? I'm done. I'll do it again. By the way, Ronnie, I'm so glad that you're you're on the show with us. It just means the world to me because now I am not the oldest guy in this show. You, you have taken that away, and I do appreciate that dearly because that's held against me all the time. But you're older than me enough to even you call me rookie through all the years, so I know I'm younger than you. <laughs> I was getting ready to ask you if you remember what I called you forever and ever. Uh, absolutely. It's, there's still people that call me that that you put on me. There's still people, some of our close friends, but I still get called that. Pretty neat. Ronnie, of course, Ronnie and I, George, played baseball together, believe it or not. Now, he, he was the old man and I was a young little pup, but we, <laughs> we, played, we played in a summer baseball league. It was very good baseball, by the way. Teams use the same gloves because I used to be <laughs> one team with. <laughs> no, I would have to say the one Ronnie was using, I would have never used. No, that's. Oh, wow. That, well, I would, yeah, I would say I was, that. I was a shortstop until Watson came along. He made me a second baseman. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I want to, the first thing I want to throw out is that this is just a thought I have or I've been having. The NIL and the transfer portal that's changed all of college athletics. To me, it's easier for basketball to handle than football. And here's why I say that. Number one, football, the way it ends, and then you have time off and then bowl games. There are so many kids. My brother has had 11 players leave since the season was over. And so you're going into a bowl game and you don't even have the same team counting the transfer portal and the kids declaring for the draft. I mean, I don't know how many he's going. I saw an article the other day that said somebody's going to cancel a bowl game one of these years because they've just lost so many kids. So football loses so many more players to the transfer portal and you have to bring in so many in football to change your team. So they're going to bring in more transfer kids. Basketball to me, when they'd be leaving the NC2A tournament, they're not going to leave if they're in the tournament. They're not going to do that. A bowl game in the Bahamas, maybe they don't care about going to. But the NC2A tournament, they're not leaving till the tournament's over, unless they're not playing or something now. But And the other thing is, I don't think you have to bring as many transfers in, guys, to change your team around as you have to in football. And what's our, and you all, I'll throw the third piece and just let you talk through this whole thing. The third piece to me that scares me to death, I've got one of my former players that's called me about his son. And I think the high school kids are getting killed in this transfer port. They're taking, they're holding so many scholarships for the transfer kids. They're not signing as many high school kids as they normally do. And these high school kids are getting left out with good scholarships because of it. And uh, so I think it's it affects football a lot more than it does basketball. I'm, am I off my rocker, or do you all see it anywhere close to what I'm saying? Well, it's always been the fact that if you can have one great year in recruiting in basketball, you know, you can change your entire scope of your team and the trajectory of them. Uh, 
So it's a numbers game. More basketball, you you can lose forty percent of your players by, uh, by the graduation, and then you can bring in guys in the transfer portal or a freshman class with junior college players, and you can change your entire roster of the guys that get the most playing time overnight. Yeah. I, I, that's what I think in football, though, Ronnie. You're going to have to bring in 12. Well, I mean, some guys. One one school brought in 21 transfers last year. Another one, I think, uh, Ole Miss brought in 18 transfers to football last year. And uh, you just got to the numbers get so much higher in football than I think they do basketball. You bring in three in basketball, that's probably a pretty high number. Am I not? Wouldn't that be about right, Lee? Yeah, I think I think three would be a, a big number and also a hard number to live with. With you know, you they have locker rooms you got to live with, and you got guys in there that spent a couple of years there, and all of a sudden they have a guy transfer is going to play in front of them, and they're expecting to play their junior year, and so it, it creates a lot of issues. And and unfortunately, what you're saying is is something that that there's a big concern with coaches and athletic administrators, but. They don't exactly know how to fix it, Watson. And and I think until all this COVID extra years and all the things that happen where people are getting five and six years, hopefully it'll settle down a little bit more after all that is over and done with, which should be next year should end most of that. And I, I think that, that, you know, they've got some real issues and they've got to uh, resolve them. And I'm not sure they know how to resolve them but they know Congress is looking at resolving them. So they're, they're very interested in trying to do something proactive or otherwise they may get something they really can't live with. Well, and the other thing, Ronnie and Lee, to me is this, the NIL money. There are schools now that are paying every player in football, a hundred and well, 85 scholarship players. I'm not even sure. And they're not playing some of the walk-ons that are playing. They're saying, okay, we're going to give everybody on our team $25,000 a piece. That's not counting the, the 10 guys that are making the big bucks, Lee, as you well know from being an AD. In basketball, to me, you don't have to get as deep into that. It, it doesn't, it, it, you're not having to, the numbers are so much smaller. I think the NIL is easier in basketball than it is in football. Well, one thing that uh, – remember this. Look at the the larger Division One schools. Their whole recruiting grounds have changed. Yeah. They now are not just taking high school players or junior college transfers. They're going into the division, you know, to Division Two, Division One, lower division, I mean, what I'd call the mid-majors, and they're getting proven players who are ready to play the day they walk in there. They can – you know, the kid that played with uh, Will Richard played at Belmont last year was their second leading scorer. And uh, Florida comes in and takes him, gives him a great NIL deal. So that's a very attractive place for the mid-major kids to end up on the, at that at the larger schools. Yeah, and the same example, Chattanooga's best player last year was Southern uh, Conference Player of the Year. He's at Gonzaga this year, $300,000 NIL at Gonzaga this year. Yeah. So, so the better players are, are leaving. And, of course, as Ronnie can tell you, the better players you lose are the ones you can't replace in any portal. It's, it's the guys that you fill in with are basically what you're looking for to 
to get your team back put together where you can compete and, and win. So, so it's, it's a struggle with both. There's no question the numbers in football make it and the injuries in football, all those things really make football a tougher sport to deal with. Last thing, and leave you first on this one, then Ronnie, throw in too, in a common sense way. What I also worry about, I worry about not signing the number of high school kids we have been in years past. That's just not fair to these high school kids. A lot of them being left out or having to go to a lower top school when they'd be signing FBS. They might be signing FCS and they're better than that. Uh, and then the second thing is there were thousands of athletes, and this may help in the long run. There were thousands of athletes left in the transfer portal that had nowhere to go. And, and I'm telling you now, maybe everybody learns from that and you don't jump in the transfer portal as fast, maybe. But at the same time, those are things to me that we want to help these kids. And I think we are with NIL. I think we are with transfer portal. But there's also ways they're getting hurt. And we've got to look at the whole piece here, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. I uh, there, there's some proposals going forward that uh, I talked to some people about and Watson, I'd love to have your idea on these. Um, you know, I worry about the, the signing scholarships and the player can leave after six months or a year and go play right away someplace else. So there's real no commitment on the, on the player's part. And I, and I feel like that if that's the case, it all started because coaches could leave. And so if coaches can leave, why can't players leave? And, and that's what was happening. And, and I, I think a good recommendation is, is when I, if I'm playing in Columbia, Tennessee, and Ronnie Bargetti's coming to recruit me, I can tell him I'm willing to assign a one-year scholarship with Vanderbilt. Or I can say four years. But whatever I commit to, I can't leave and, and play until that commitment's over, and then I, then I don't have to sit out. Uh, so we've got to get some commitment on both sides and then maybe an asterisk to, to let, if a coach that recruited you, if Roy Skinner recruited me, if he left, then I'd be able to leave and could put, go play right away. But, but those are kind of some things they're talking about doing, which I think would help because we're not teaching kids anything by letting them go and move. And, and like you said, some of them now are out of it altogether and their education is, is gone if they can't get a place to go to school. I 100% agree with what you said, Ronnie. I wonder what you think about that. I, I think that's, I've always said, you sign a one-year contract, you got to stay through the contract. But coaches don't do it. So if you if the coach leaves uh, in a half a year, then I do think the players on that team deserve to be able to have the opportunity to leave if they want. That could devastate a program. I understand that. But I still think it ought to be about the kids first, not the program first. It's hard to define whether or not the uh, – I don't really buy into the fact that, that, that players should have the same uh, leeway to move in different places as coaches do because it's a it's – a, I just don't uh, – I don't buy into that. But I think if you want to – if you get a uh, pretty liberal group of administrators together around a conference table – uh, Lee, Lee Fowler has been in a lot of uh, what I'd say conference room committee meetings. Committees can be really uh, a wild card because the strongest name or the strongest voice within a committee meeting sometimes gets their way because just the nature of people's personalities and, 
how much they want to get involved or go, or go against the grain and that sort of thing. So, uh, but I, I, I would certainly lean toward having some more, li more uh, limitations on kids mo moving and playing immediately. I think, I, I, Lee, I like what you just said about the uh, uh, maybe the one year contract or I'll commit for two years and I can't play without setting out if I break that. Well, I, it, it's going to be instantly, and, and some of the, the good heads in our business need to get involved in this because if we don't, it, this thing's going to – you're talking about Wild Wild West, the longer it goes, you better get you better nip it in the bud here pretty quick because it, it's it's wild. It's going crazy. And I told George earlier, and then I, I'll get to Vanderbilt here, George, in just a second, but I said to George earlier, they said, well, what's cheating anymore? I said, here's what's cheating right now. These all these kids are even getting agents now, and these schools that these big time players, these schools are contacting the agents. Say if he'll come out, we'll pay him two million to come to my school. So that's how they're cheating. They're tampering with these players, Lee, before they even go into the portal to say, okay, if you do this, here's what we're going to give you, yep. and that that's that's big time cheating, also in my opinion. Yes. I don't know if you heard it today. I think TWSAA approved NIL in high school. Oh, I know it's happening in other states. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's happening in California, Lee, for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It it is, and and uh, it's become a way of the of the time. So, you you know, they're not going to accept you can't transfer. So you got to come to some feeling, and I I just believe you got to teach guys. You know, if you make commitments, you got to be committed to that. And the best thing is a coach can just, if a guy says, okay, I'll come three years, I'm not going to do four, coach decides, well, I don't want you for three. I'll sign somebody else for four. So, I mean, at least it, it gives both sides an opportunity to talk about what they can do and what they want to do, and you still got out. So, so I mean, we've got to do something because it's just – and, you know, it hurts, it hurts the sport because you go to a Vanderbilt game and guys – we're playing for Cal Poly last year. And, you know, you have to – the only only thing this has all helped is the program sales because everybody has to buy a program to tell who their players are playing <laughs> for their team. I watched Vanderbilt guys last night against Pitt. Fun game to watch. Crazy game. Um, but the first thing I want to say is about the atmosphere and Memorial Gym. I was around when, Ronnie, you were coaching and I was around Vanderbilt and Lee had come in and you'd recruited Lee. And Memorial Gym is a place that, like no other. I mean, the atmosphere in that place, you couldn't get in. That The way it's built, it was so loud. I mean, it's just Memorial Gym Magic was a perfect name for it. And the crowds are just not the same now. My question to you two guys is, are other arenas struggling that way too? These big time arenas in Tennessee and Georgia and Alabama, are they struggling the same way? And how in the world is Vanderbilt going to get, other than just winning guys, how in the world are, is it going to get back the way it used to be? Or will it ever do that because of all the pro teams in Nashville? Well, 1998-99, when Nashville became a professional town, yep. uh, I think Vanderbilt – really did a poor job of recognizing the competition 
and they didn't do much during that period of 98, 99, up through the early, mid 2004 and five and six. And uh, they, they didn't fight for their fans. And, uh, it, you know, you've really got to make people feel like they're wanted. I think when you see, uh, you will watch the top teams in basketball this year, you'll see some great crowds, wall-to-wall people. But I think if you don't really uh, have a good marketing promotions plan and, and really do what you can do to get butts in seats, then I think you're going to see a, a drop-off in a lot of places. But I don't think you'll lose it in a lot of the big-time programs in terms of the enthusiasm and their ability to fighting for their position in the uh, final four and all that. Lee, before you answer it, I'll say this. It shocked the 88 group that was there last night. Oh, it shocked me. I mean, that end zone, you could have hidden Patty Hurst in there. (laughs) Well, you know, I think that winning is what they need to do at this point. Uh, As Ronnie said, I think there were years that went by that they kind of lost their fan base and those fan bases have gotten older and they're not going out as much. They're watching on TV. So they don't have that 40 to 60 year old guys that are, have been with them all these years. And so it's going to be a struggle. I think it can happen. Winning will help. Of course, Uh, they play in a great league. The league being really good helps to get people out there, but them being competitive uh, it's, it's interesting because I've gotten to know Jerry pretty well, Jerry Stackhouse and, he understands that winning's good and losing's bad. And so he's got to win games. He's got to be exciting. But winning is very important and being competitive when Tennessee comes to town. I mean, we all remember all the years that you lost maybe one or two at home at the absolute most. And and that's how you get 20 win seasons or 23 win seasons is winning your home games. So I think they've struggled with that. I've been around their team a little bit. I like their players. I like the, the, what they do with their guys and, and, uh, but you got to win and he knows that. And, and I thought last night, even though if you hadn't seen them play much, you may have thought that was a struggle. I thought they got more out of their offense last night. They got shots out of their offense instead of just kind of waiting to the end of the shot clock and going to do their own things. Defensively, I thought they were pretty good until the three or four minutes at the end of the game, they let penetration get them, but I'm encouraged but you got to have players and you got to be able to win. And he understands that. And I think that will help it. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's not just the last two or three years. It's, it's been a while that they've got to build a base back up. And I will say this, I've been to the games this year and first time in, in a long time or ever that when I went into the stadium, they thanked me for coming. When I left, they told me to come back. So I think they're trying to do the things that you need to do to make people feel good about coming and they do that parking lot now. I mean, so I think they're, they're getting it and I think it'll help and nothing will help like winning games. So let me, they look better to me, Ronnie, than last year. Uh, So the, the big man is, is, is playing when he's playing good, they, they got a shot to me. And uh, I guess right would be the other one. They don't have the one, of course, superstar. But to me, they look better. I'm still not sure they're much better than middle of the pack, though. What do you think early here? Well, I think if I looked at that team and evaluated where they may have some problems is that they their point guard uh, situation is not what I would call a, uh, a true point guard. Yeah. Uh, somebody to run the team, somebody to make the players around them better. 
I've always feared teams that had point guards who looked to score. They're just not very good a lot of times because uh, and last year, Pippen bailed them out time after time after time late in shot clocks. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they come together. I'm just afraid of their point guard position and uh, uh, how they're going to get leadership there in foreign gymnasiums with uh, crazy loud crowds. Uh, but I do think that uh, uh, big big kid there, uh, Robbins, and Melora Brown are pretty formidable inside. They, they're yeah. active. They do a good job on the boards. But uh, Studi has got a, got pretty much he, – he can't really have a bad night and then be very potent offensively. Uh, I need to kind of step in here because we're about to go to a break. Obviously, we're going to get you guys on a lot more and in some cases for the full hour when we really heat up into conference play. Coach B, appreciate your doing this. Thank you, George. Anytime I can hang with Watson and Lee, I'm I'm in good company. <laughs> wow. same, way, same thing for me, Ronnie. You and Watson are fun to be with. Wow. I guess that was – was that them blowing me off there? That's that was real smooth there, guys. Yeah. George can get real. mentioned in that in those oh, – oh, Well, I thought that was understood. Oh, Eddie, believe me, it is. You don't have to worry about he's, it. He's, he's, he's the inviter, so he's oh. definitely – couldn't do without God. him. Thank you. I'll see you all uh, soon. Thank you. See you, guys. See you, guys. See you. See you. Okay, let's check in as we go to the break with Brian Stewart. We have not talked to him in a while. Brian, what's shaking? George, have you missed me, man? We've missed you. <laughs> well, I've missed you guys. I apologize, man. It's been uh, been a busy couple weeks here and uh, a lot of stuff going on. We got that. Uh, you know, I told you last time we talked, uh, and by the way, I'm, I apologize for missing your phone call today. I had some meetings going on, and I didn't want you to think I was ghosting you. Don't worry uh, about it. I'll uh, I'll yap at you here soon. Okay. Well, uh, last time we talked, I was telling you we had our second auction that uh, was coming up, and I'm happy to say we had another successful closing. And uh, man, this uh, this auction is just the auction side of our business is just taking off. We've got a couple more lined up. Uh, my auctioneer Barry is going out there and meeting these people and giving them the option to go get an auction done. Uh, George, I was reading some stats. Let me pull these up for you. Um, <clears throat> wanted to kind of give you an idea of what we were looking at as far as our current market and everything. So right now, our uh, the residential closings, what we've had on the market uh, and what is closed for the month of November uh, in 21, uh, there were 4,636 closings that took place for residential homes in, in the real estate market, real tracks market. Uh, this past November, we were down to 2,962. Uh, so the number of closings has dropped. Now, what has happened is, is our median price has gone up. Uh, and what that means is that the value of the home has gone up. Uh, 370000 for November of 2021 last year, it's gone up to 395950 now the question is, what has happened? You know, why are, why are those numbers going up and down like they are, and everything else? Well, when the interest rates are rising up and lowering, and nobody really has a finger on why or when or the how to 
what is happening with those interest rates, uh, naturally buyers are looking for answers. So one good thing that you have is that you have a real estate company that has been around since 74 in Hendersonville. Uh, we have serviced Middle Tennessee since 1974. I have some of the most fantastic agents that you can meet. They are out there scouring the web for you, looking at the looking at the homes that are coming up, that are going off, talking with lenders, trying to get all the information they can for you uh, to get you better informed to go out there and buy property out here in this market. So if you want to give us a call, we definitely look forward to talking with you. Our number is 615-822-0750. We're at One Stop Realty TN. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Give us a look. Give us a follow. I promise we'll have some information for you. No matter what you're looking for out there, we have the residential, commercial, property management, and auction. Give us a call. Let us help you out. Bingo. Well done. Oh, thank you, George. See, I, I, we just... We missed each other the last couple of days, and I, I can't tell you how much I've missed uh, hearing you and Watson and Billy go on. And, um, you know, that was a great conversation about old Vanderbilt basketball. One of the yeah. – my grandfather's huge Vanderbilt fan, and I remember going to Memorial Gym with him, and that, that place is still 44 years old, still a magical place for me, you know, just nostalgic, thinking about the crowds back then. I mean, it, it, there's just nothing like Memorial Magic whenever it's in in full swing. That's for sure. Well, it, Brian, it I was doesn't at, exist. Yeah, I was asking George about it before we went on today. I said, "Is that's revivable, right? That, that getting that back?" And he said, "Oh yeah." I mean, you you know, obviously, oh, I think it is to a point. Yeah. But the the Memorial I grew up in, the one uh, Watson, yeah. that day's over. Well. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I, I think it's hard to bring back like, you know, what George and Watson witnessed. I mean, when I was going out there, you know, it was the, 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 the crowd was in it. And I mean, you know, it was always, you know, when, when Kentucky come to town or Tennessee or whoever, uh, the crowd was fired up and they were into it. Uh, you know, the team felt the energy from the crowd. And I mean, I, I'm speaking as just a neutral party. I, I wasn't there you know, dressed out in black and gold. I was there just because it was a heck of a show to go to. I don't care who they were playing. It was just awesome to go to Memorial Gym. And I, I feel like that that has definitely gone by the wayside. But I think, Billy, it is recoverable to a point, like George said. Um, I think you just get the team going. You get uh, some wins going. Get the rivalries built back up. And I, I think you'll start seeing that magic come back to it. Okay, Brian, you behave. Let's talk again tomorrow. Guys, y'all have a great evening. We'll go to the break and we'll do two things. We'll review last week's underdog picks. Oh, my. You don't want to see that. Uh, no. No, I really don't. Uh, come to think of it, uh, no one does. <laughs> and then we'll get to the plaster bet of the day where Watson, the standard of excellence, just keeps rising. It just keeps rising. Watson, Watson, he's he's found a new well to go back to. It's it's gimme give give college basketball. Gimme college basketball game. I have been killing it. <laughs> Stick around.
For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete service heat and air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. see how I put this underdog picks a week ago a disaster ah so be it a big donut George before you go before you go to your pick how many do we get next from do we pick three uh, more times we'll we'll probably do next Thursday 
two or three picks each, and then and one then more. Right, bef- yeah. Something. So we like got that. two more. We got two more sections of picks. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think this is the first zero and four week, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think we've had everybody. Everybody go zero and four. But here's what we got, George. You picked UCF plus a three and a half against Tulane. Whatever. Tulane ended up winning that one, 45-28. Watson took. Oh, Matt whatever. Graham. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Lost thirty-nine to ten. We we've talked about that. Go on to the next one, please. <laughs> Watson doesn't want to hear it. I don't blame him. Darren, thank you, Ohio. <laughs> Plus three against Toledo. Toledo, Ohio looked awful. And then you saddled Willie with Purdue, which couldn't have won that game in a million years. Well, for, they had him in the first half. I know. They, they they played as tough as they could. That score may not be indicative that Purdue was pretty competitive. I thought I might have put Willie up in the uh, in the running there for a little bit. but Think again. Purdue ended up getting walloped 43-22. So 0-4, first 0-4 week. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, for the guys. And here's the current standings. Hasn't changed. So same uh, same standings. Darren's still at the top. Watson, I guess you'll have to have a big uh, a big last week here. You'll have to pick a big upset. I'm going to uh, have to go for some points. No yeah, you'll have, to, you'll have to go for a lot of George, points. George can hang in the lower points, but I can't no more. I'm 14, what is that, 14 points out? Yeah. Yep. Here we go. Start throwing out arrows everywhere. Oh, yeah. And then Willie, hope is lost for Willie. Well, <laughs> it's never lost. Go for a big one. Yeah. Go for the gusto. What is that? 23? What is he? Three touchdowns behind and a field goal? He's He's got some work to do. A little bit of work to do. So that's where he's we're at. Go two-minute offense for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, George, good on you for not bringing the guys on today. To review yeah, this. I mean, look, we'll be back on next Thursday, and obviously we'll take some cheap shots at each other, and then we'll move on. And that'll be that. Yeah. But, George, uh, is it time for Bet of the Day now? Uh, yes. Okay, let's get to it. It is brought to us by Bart Durham Injury Law. Since 1975, they've aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace. Let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need while you and your family can focus on your complete recovery. Learn more on their website at bartdurham.com. And here we go with uh, what happened last night, George. Oh, yeah, baby. Another victory with UNLV. The running Rebels got it done. They smoked Hawaii. That was, that was pretty easy pick, picking against Hawaii. Turned out to be, yeah. So 88 and 84. 51.2%, Watson. I think you better stick to basketball, bud. Yeah, he, he'll he'll stick with basketball until and he the loses. the thing is. Uh, these bowl games will start coming in. He'll start losing again and taking some of those. <laughs> nice attitude. <laughs> so no, I'm being, you better stick to basketball. Have you lost a basketball game yet? Yeah, but here's what's bad. None of us know anything about basketball right now. That's probably a good thing. It may well be, and that's yeah. what's scary. And so tonight I'm going on reputation and reputation only. Big Ten. Ohio State is a five-and-a-half-point dog at home against Rutgers. I'm the, they're, sorry. They're a dog? No, I'm sorry. Let they're, me the, say they're the they're favorite. the favorite. Yeah, Ohio State minus five and a half at home against Rutgers. 
I'm sorry. Ohio State's better than Rutgers until I learn otherwise. I can say, yeah, I agree with you, and I have no clue. <laughs> I wanted to take the Rams tonight, but I don't know what level of interest they have. You're not going to place your trust in Baker no. Mayfield? Well, no, it's not Baker. I think Baker's going to surprise you and play well, but I think uh, there aren't a lot of pieces out there right now. There's no Cooper Cup. There's no Odell Beckham Jr. The Rams are a skeleton of their Super Bowl team. What now, do you think has happened to them, Watson? Well, it's just those players are gone. They're not playing. And then the, they didn't replace the offensive lineman they lost. Um, I don't know if y'all been seeing the rumors, but there, there's been rumors, strong rumors, saying McVeigh will not come back after this year. Wow. Hey, I would not doubt it. I, he – I have heard that he played with it last year. Yeah. Worried about burnout family. Yep. He'd be really good on TV, man. There'll be people lined up to get him. Yep. That's what happens when you put all your chips, you know, in in the middle. It's hard. Look, this is a hard profession. I mean, this guy knows it way better than we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very stressful. 24 hour stress. It is. Yeah. Tough. It's old at times. Watson knows he knows more in the NFL game than I even thought. I mean, oh, look, his, this is not his first rodeo. He's been there, done that. He has. I've been in a few rodeos. I've been lassoed a few times too. So. <laughs> okay, you enjoy your weekend. I will, buddy. Have I'll fun. You Thank you. See you Monday. See you guys. See you, Watson. Tomorrow, Coach Herm Edwards will join us around five p.m. You need to be watching on Main Street Media Television.